We have a lot of questions surrounding this economic climate and what that means for companies' bottom lines. Today, I'm speaking with Chief Economist at Moody's, Mark Zandi. Will AI transform the way companies do business? And what does that mean for workers? And what does it mean for employers? AI uh, has the potential for really changing a lot of business practices. You know, it's coming on very rapidly. Uh, businesses are already aggressively investing in these new technologies. History is a guide. It does take time for those technologies to be incorporated into business practices and to have a, a big impact. You know, we tend to see the technology. We can see it, we can feel it, we can taste it, we know it's coming, therefore it should happen immediately. It doesn't happen that way generally, it happens over, over periods of several years, even a couple decades. But I think all businesses will benefit and also be challenged by artificial intelligence. I know a lot of employees are worried they're going to be replaced by AI and maybe employers are thinking, great, I can not pay you know, workers and I can have them work 24-7. Do you think that that will happen anytime soon? I mean, you kind of alluded that maybe not, but you tell me. I think AI uh, will have differential impacts, challenges and opportunities for both workers and employers. I mean, obviously for workers, the challenge is that their job will be eliminated or, or replaced or, or, or significantly changed in some uh, way that will require the, the worker to get other skills and, and experiences to, to be able to navigate in the world with uh, AI. Uh, opportunity, because if you're able to harness the power of artificial intelligence in your work, you should be able to command a higher wage and the fact that AI is lifting everyone's productivity. For businesses, the challenge is it could change the competitive landscape quite dramatically. A company's comparative advantage may be significantly disrupted by the fact that AI has come on and allowed other businesses to enter into the marketplace with, uh, with this new technology that, that uh, you know, allows them to compete. And of course, the, the benefit is productivity gains. I mean, businesses are scrambling to try to figure out how to raise the productivity of their labor force. They know that it's going to be hard to find workers in the future, given demographic trends, aging out of the workforce by boomers and weaker immigration. So uh, that is a benefit. So there's challenges and benefits uh, to workers and employers. What would you say is the biggest risk that companies are facing right now? The biggest uh, threat that businesses face, I think, at this point is just high interest rates and uh, a lack of credit. Uh, because of the banking crisis and because of the Federal Reserve's aggressive policy of raising interest rates over the past year, businesses are struggling. And that, I think, is uh, particularly difficult for smaller, mid-sized companies that don't have access to a lot of sources of funding. The big guys, they can go into the capital markets and raise funds if they need to, and probably have a bigger cash cushion anyway. But for smaller, mid-sized companies, uh, that's, a, that's a problem. I think at this point, they're the biggest threat to their business. All right, inflation. It's hitting all of us individually, but what does it mean for companies and how they're changing their investments? The high inflation is creating a lot of cross-currents for businesses. I mean, obviously, it's raising costs, the cost of labor, the cost of materials. So businesses are struggling trying to figure out how to manage those higher costs uh, and maintain their margins in their bottom line. But it's also allowing some businesses to raise prices more aggressively. We've seen since the pandemic has hit, inflation took off, that overall economy-wide margins are wider than they were prior to the pandemic. So that would suggest that businesses, at least on net across all industries, have been able to pass through and then some those increases and it's ha actually helped to lift the bottom line and make earnings uh, even stronger. I suspect that's not going to continue going forward as inflation moderates. I mean, the Fed's working really hard 
through higher interest rates to cool off the economy, get inflation back in, we'll start to see competitive pressures intensify and those margins come back down to something that was more consistent with pre-pandemic. But for the time being, businesses are enjoying wider margins and, and better profitability. Will we see a recession in the next year or why do you think a recession has stalled? Recession risks are high and you know, we're in a world of high inflation and the Federal Reserve has been raising rates very aggressively to try to quell that inflation. So historically, in that kind of world, recessions uh, often follow. Not always, but more often than not. We have a fighting chance to get through this current period without an economic downturn. And it's gonna, I don't wanna be Pollyannish, it's gonna be a tough 12, 18, 24 months. But I think we could avoid a recession because inflation is moderating. We are past the worst of the fallout from the Russian war and the pandemic. The Federal Reserve's higher interest rates are uh, beginning to slow the economy. Uh, wage growth is slowing. Price pressures are starting to abate. Probably even more importantly, the economy is amazingly resilient due to factors that are kind of unique to this period. For example, the excess savings that consumers built up during the pandemic, that's the extra savings that uh, they wouldn't have done without the pandemic because they were sheltering in place. Uh, so uh, particularly high income households and, and, low, and middle income households have a lot of cash that they've been using to supplement their income and maintain their spending even in the face of high inflation. And then business people have done a really good job maintaining their payrolls. They're not laying off workers to any significant degree. And that, I think, goes to the fact that business people have been struggling with labor shortages even before the pandemic, realize that they're not going away anytime soon given demographics, given, given the aging out of the workforce by boomers, uh, you know, my cohort, given weak immigration. And so I think businesses are loathe to lay off. And if they don't lay off, businesses don't lay, lay off, I don't think we go into recession. It's, it's the layoffs that spook con consumers that then stop spending and push the economy into an economic downturn. And right now that doesn't feel like that's going to happen. Makes sense. All right, little bit of a pivot. Um, is global warming changing any of your economic models? How are economists and investors adapting to the changing environment? We are incorporating climate risk into our modeling and into our forecasting. It is starting to impact our longer term economic projections. When I say long term, more than a year or two. Over the next 10, 20 years, the biggest economic cost is going to be related to so-called physical risk. Those are you know, the, the damage created by hurricanes and flooding and wildfires, which are occurring with greater frequency and causing increased economic loss that we're all going to have to struggle with. The other cost is uh, so-called transition costs, the cost of moving from uh, an economy that's dominated by fossil fuels to one that's driven by clean energy and green energy. And that, that's a cost. Uh, you, you can see that the Inflation Reduction Act is an effort to provide tax credits to, to promote that transition, but that's a cost to taxpayers. So that's going to be borne by all of us for uh, a long time. It's not like something that's going to drive the economy off the rails at any given point in time. It's more like a, a weight on the economy, kind of like a corrosive on the economy. It's weakening uh, underlying productivity growth, adding to the cost structure of businesses and financial institutions, and just kind of throwing sands in the gear and making it more difficult uh, to navigate. It's a problem for a lot of businesses, uh, but it's not, uh, in general, an existential one you know, for businesses. Last question. Will the U.S. remain the world's leading economy? The U.S. will indeed remain the uh, world's leading economy, at least in my lifetime. I'm not worried about it. Uh, you know, there are lots of challenges, uh, but at the end of the day, we're still the AAA credit on the planet. You know, we're working hard to get that credit rating down, I'll have to say. But when <laughs> push comes to shove, you know, we figure out how to you know, get it together and get 
get the job done, where the best and the brightest of the world want to come to go to school and to, to live and to work. And that's because uh, you have an opportunities here that you can't get anywhere else. As a result, if you can continue to attract the best and the brightest, we'll be just fine. We'll continue to drive the, the global economic train up for as far as the eye can see.